Welcome back to Restless, a postmortem on the young, restless, and reformed most of the time. Other times, it's whatever I and Pastor Michael feel like talking about. Pastor Michael, how are you doing today? I'm feeling good. Uh, we are coming off of a, a TGC debate that we still have to finish sometime, but we just decided let's not do that today. <laughs> we don't. We don't want to. So, right. Because Pastor Michael, we are going to discuss on this beautiful restless bonus episode some breaking news in the reformed world. Breaking okay. news, Pastor. Michael. Are you are you ready to react with me to this breaking news? Of right. it's actually this is monumental. Um, and I say this as someone who's who's received a Master's of Divinity and went through all the trials of ordination. This is a lot of work. There's some big news to share. And so I'll just we'll just share our thoughts after we get it. I'm going to pull it up on the screen for you, and I'll read the headline as well. And this, uh, this, um, this headline is being reported by, you know, a plucky pastor. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is Rick Warren, and he's reporting some, some news in the Reformed world for us. Um, <laughs> no. Rick Warren, as chancellor of the 167 year old Spurgeon College in London, I just awarded a Master's of Divinity degree to our founder, Charles Spurgeon, posthumously, posthumously, oh man, I can't even say post, the words. Posthumously. 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 Posthumously, that's right. <laughs> I've heard it said both ways. I can't even say the word. <laughs> this chancellor of higher learning is, is using... His great-great-granddaughter spoke at graduation and accepted it for Spurgeon's family. Get your degree from a historic school. Pastor Michael, Rick Warren, trainer of millions of pastors, has now awarded a Master's of Divinity to Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. <laughs> What do you what do you think about that? Uh, it's just so funny, right? It's fun and oh. funny, and like God writes a good story. Um, I do. I feel uh, bad for uh, for C.H. Spurgeon, but uh, that like this is where things have come. Like who is yep. you know, as he looks down uh, from heaven in history and sees <laughs> sees what's become of his school and who is the chancellor. Um, and by the way, I mean, Spurgeon had an incredible reach in his time. He has had an incredible yep. reach through history. Nothing like what Rick Warren has done. <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not even close to what this man has been able to accomplish. A million pastors. That's more than all, by the way, this is more than all the Southern Baptist seminaries combined. That's right. Eat your heart out, Al Mohler. Now, Pastor Michael, let's let's take a moment and just appreciate this photo of Rick Warren uh, awarding this degree. Do you think that is a virtual library background? I don't think him? that he was there in person, was he? I don't. I mean, I don't he, think so either. He had to have not been. It could be an actual library. It looks maybe fake. Um, it could be an actual library uh, because he's got a pretty crazy library. Uh, Rick Warren does, um, yeah. and so I just assume he'd have some nice place to set up, but. Yeah. I, it just seems and looks a little goofy, if I'm honest. It's it's yes. just a little now, goofy. Now let's um 
let's there's a few things I want us to take a moment and appreciate about this with with a little bit of a sense of irony. Now, Pastor Michael, you well know um, Charles Spurgeon was a wildly famous man in his lifetime, right? Yeah. Uh, he was not the kind of person that later was appreciated or, yeah. you know, or like he was he was viewed as the prince of preacher, right? His right. sermons were purchased and published to thousands and thousands of yep. people during his lifetime. Yep. Now, here's a question. You may not know the answer to this one. Do you think anyone ever tried to give him a honorary degree in his lifetime? That is an interesting question, and I do not know. I'm, but just because of how you asked, I'm just going to assume that in fact this has been done. Yes, it has. No. Oh, uh, and what did he say? Tell me, it was something good. Get ready. <laughs> so, what's glorious is, of course, because he's so famous, many people have studied Spurgeon's life and written biographies. Yes. And someone shared a some other breaking news from the Reformed world. And it was from this quote from one of his biographies. Um, so um, he now let me just say this is a this is just a straight quote. I don't know which of his biographies this is from, but this is just a short line from it. Spurgeon never regretted his decision that when offered honorary titles, he always refused. And he always refused these titles, saying, I'd rather receive the title of SST, which apparently at that time was a well-known thing of Sunday school teacher than any MA, BA, or any other honor that could be conferred on me by man. So perhaps, um, as someone pointed out on Twitter, perhaps the other breaking news is posthumously Charles Spurgeon has um, turned down. <laughs> has refused rick warren's degree that he is bad that's too good oh it's too good (laughs) that's too good and just the worst the worst (laughs) part about it maybe is the i mean so number this is the worst thing and also the the thing i'm going to compliment rick warren on his salesmanship very impressive hey everybody look what we did get your degree from this institution, from this historic institution. Um, so it's not only the kind of thing that Charles Spurgeon himself would have rejected, yes. but it is being used as a way to motivate people to actually come now and get this same title that he would reject in his name. <laughs> now. No. Let's, let's that's so let's, wonderful that's just wanna, so wonderful i want to take this two steps further oh no um, <laughs> um and i want to land somewhere that might be slightly more serious than this glorious bonus so the final one will be a little more serious now here's the here's the next question and this one maybe you're more familiar with because it's pretty famous pastor michael how familiar are you with spurgeon and the downgrade con- controversy a bit. So I, so I've, I've actually, I've been, uh, you know, uh, very fond of Steve Spurgeon as everybody like us <laughs> has been for a long time. If you look over at my bookshelf, I've got two bookshelves full of just Spurgeon stuff. I've read a lot uh, of Spurgeon, a lot of his sermons, a lot of his uh, works. Um, I've benefited a ton from lectures to my students uh, and uh, from his 
autobiography and other biographies I've read of him. So I've, I really enjoy him a lot. I wouldn't say I'm an expert at all. And it's honestly, it's been a long time um, since I've read much from him. And so, so it's been a little while. Um, so you'll have to remind me about all the details of it, but, but I have yeah. some familiarity with the controversy. You know, what would be really great. Um, I actually think this would be an excellent um, full episode of restless. Um, I don't know who we could interview. Who's like an expert on the downgrade controversy, but I think it would be a really, actually a really good episode. There's gotta be somebody out there. Hey, yeah. uh, email us or tweet at us or whatever we call Twitter now and uh, make sure that we know who we should talk to if you have an idea. Um, and so it was one of the, I mean, I don't know how late in his life, but um, Spurgeon became very concerned with the doctrine being taught in Baptist churches. Yeah. Spurgeon, obviously renowned Calvinist, was very concerned about Baptists rejecting Calvinism um, and um, doing things that he would describe as the new <laughs> theology. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Boy. yes. Oh, like, no. Do you, do, you, do you think perhaps Rick Warren would have been on the opposite side of every single one of his complaints every single one i can't imagine by the way rick warren reading lectures to my students and thinking anything good of it yeah i just can't imagine and and even so so spurgeon was not this is one of the things spurgeon did that was not popular right because instead of having the big tent baptist guy he was saying there are baptists we have to cut off Right. You know, like, you know, he was saying, maybe you agree with 99% of the Baptist faith and message. But if you don't agree on these certain issues, we want to cut you off. And, and, and now when he was in this controversy, he even said, for my part, I'm quite willing to be eaten by dogs for the next 50 years. But in the more distant future, I will be vindicated. So he thought, he thought maybe I'll lose. I don't mm. need to vindicate myself right now because i will be be proven right um uh long term and so he had concerns about their understanding of the nature of the word right obviously um the eternality of hell universalism right all kinds of different things that were yep. um um were going on and so uh but anyways it'd be great because right his whole point was that since puritanism high puritanism what we are seeing is a downgrade um, in in theology, and so yeah. it just again is another thing that strikes me as a bit as a bit ironic. Um, as a bit ironic, and uh, wow! Um, imagine the tremendous wordplay of insults we would hear from one Charles Haddon Spurgeon mm. if he could have met Rick Warren. Oh, if man. he could have seen what Rick Warren was doing in the church, if he could have seen the ministry model of Rick Warren's church, his philosophy of ministry, imagine the kinds of insults that Spurgeon would have lobbied. I bet it would have been incredible. Yep. So the final thing is, is the other thing that actually biblically um, struck me was I think, and I don't think this is just Rick Warren, but I think this is a thing that happens so frequently. And it's something that I actually think we can all actually um, 
productively try and be careful of in our lifetime. And it's this. This to me feels like those who build the tombs of the prophets mm. and decorate their graves and yeah. so and so give their um approval of those who martyred them. I'm going to find the verse exactly, but do, yeah. do, are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was, so what I was going to say is that um, this, and I mean this seriously, uh, but I mean, Rick Warren has made his whole ministry model to take things and put them on um, to wear them in mm. an attempt to just build numbers in various ways. Right. So like we just we're going to take a rock concert and we're just going to wear it um, and and try to smuggle in uh, these, you know, uh, lame spiritual ideals um, that we think is Christianity, that we think is the gospel. And uh, we're going to wear that in such a way to get the most amount of people here. That's literally what he's doing here. He is wearing the, the legacy of ch spurgeon like a skin suit and he's trying to use that in an attempt to simply build the numbers of this school um and i think ch spurgeon by the way would say burn it down like burn it down the the moment that this guy is involved in this i want nothing to do with it like there there's nothing of this uh that that i would care for tear it all down but i think you're exactly right that this is what the pharisees did um this they claimed the legacy of those who were truly prophets, uh, but they did not actually follow the things that they taught, the things they believed. They didn't actually follow the same Lord. Yes. So here is from Matthew 23, one of the places where Jesus says this. He says this in Luke as well, but he says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous, saying, if we had lived in the day of our fathers, we have not taken part in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. Thus, you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Hmm. So what Jesus's whole point is, is this, there's this, everybody likes the dead prophet. Everybody likes the hero of the past. Yes. Every It's easy to have, Charles Spurgeon is my homeboy. Jonathan Edwards is my homeboy. And in the YRR, we said those things in like utter ignorance. Like, mm. hey, they were a, a they're like they were a brand, right? They were a brand yep. I adopted. But the much more serious is the like, um, you know, I remember we were sitting with the pastor who's now retired at the church, and he said something like, Yeah, yeah, you know, if you see something from John Knox Press, you know, that's the like liberal a very so everything from there you should have a very high level of suspicion yep right what a what a shocking thing right like yeah this man is the kind of man who likely would have drawn a sword if he had learned this literally about, yeah <laughs> like right like he would have went in there and cleared it out with a sword right uh, that is his to to whatever degree that would have been right or wrong that was his way and so we just have this um, mm. you know, like, or there are these annotated, um, uh, works of Luther. I really like, um, and we give historical notes, but they're, but they're published by, um, fairly liberal Lutherans, um, or at least some yeah. kind of 
aggressive Lutherans. Man, that's and, happening. I, I've heard this too in a lot of uh, different kinds of Protestant resourcement that's going on, that's been going on for a while. I've heard stories. I don't know how to confirm these things, but I've heard stories that when a lot of these, you know, Puritans or early reformers, a lot of their stuff is being being uh, published for mo the modern reader. Um, there are many parts of what they actually wrote that are being removed yep. um, in or because it's things like, hey, this is a little hard on sexuality or whatever um, but, that we aren't yeah. OK with. But but these people, I well, and of course they could be doing that, but I think they're pretty upfront. But right. They'll like have a thing where it's like we think Luther, if he had taken his spirit all the way, would have been very pro animal rights. Like they'll just have that in a note right. on something he said about the sixth commandment or whatever. Right. And they'll make these comments where it's like, right. quite obviously you are not standing mm. like this. Right. Like we always talk about the jokes that like, it's unlikely he would have been friends with us or liked us really very much. Yep. But these people pretend to be standing mm. in their, in their place or right. Instead of doing the work of reform in the church or even in our own lives, it's, we decide it's time to just celebrate the reformers who are gone, right? Who, if they saw our lives, would have likely brought us the to the court for discipline, yeah. To like to to have that discussion, um, right? And so I think that there is. I just think this is such a clear example of that, um, of celebrating someone dead, someone who quite obviously doesn't need your celebration, not even because. Obviously, this is a ridiculous cash grab version of it. But all of these people had for those of them that were godly, they they sought a reward in a different place. They sought a right a, a, in a kingdom beyond. Right. That was the reward they were seeking. They were not seeking accolades here. They were seeking yeah. the the praise the the when they entered glory hearing well done good and faithful servant you may enter right the kingdom of your master and so it just made me as i saw this um i of course laughed with everyone uh i think um but then i i realized like this is an example of that and is is just a it's silly man it's just i don't know why i don't know why they didn't think this was gonna i they i don't it's just interesting how sometimes God allows us to be blind to things that to everyone else, everyone else can see how everyone's going to react to this. Yep. Well, thanks for listening to this bonus episode. If you like it when we do bonus things, Pastor Michael, you know where they can find all kinds of bonus stuff? You can find it on the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the restless podcast. Uh, is that what our Patreon is? <laughs> I better be sure. I think that's what it is. Uh, so you can get all kinds of stuff. And there's more to come, by the way. We've been talking about adding uh, a new membership um, with even even more um, extra content. So if you are interested in the bonus stuff we do, we do it weekly and monthly and more than that. And, you know, all kinds of extra, extra things that we put on there.